Amen. Can you sing of the goodness of God in your life? I certainly hope so. Indeed, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Amen. Praise God for that. We are uh, continuing our series this morning, the series 316. Today we're going to be looking in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. If you want to turn there, uh, make your way there. Uh, we'll be there in just a few minutes, but prior to the service, we played a song at, at the end of the countdown time. Uh, it was a 1965 number one hit called Turn, Turn, Turn. I hope you uh, caught that as we played it this morning, and, uh, but the lyrics of that are taken from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. And, and as I was putting this together this week, I thought, you know, I really doubt that any song today in the top 40 uh, would come from Scripture, with the lyrics coming from Scripture to you. I just don't see that happening. And so we look over the last 50 years how things have, have certainly changed. Um, but that song, uh, the lyrics being taken from, from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, uh, today, that song is as relevant as it was 55 years ago and as relevant as it was 3,000 years ago when it was written by Solomon. We think back in the day, the, the, the ancient man thought that ultimate success or, or satisfaction would come through materialism or wealth or success or, or, or fame. And he felt that the world could meet all of his needs. Think about that. We're no different today, are we? After hundreds and thousands of years, we've not changed a bit. We are still seeking the world for our pleasure. And unfortunately, our satisfaction can't be found there. The only way satisfaction can be found is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Our, our, so we're no different than, than they were hundreds and thousands of years ago. Think about it. Our media, our advertisement, all the the marketing campaigns, they all do the same thing. They point us to the world, drawing us away from Almighty God. And Solomon, the, the, the author of Ecclesiastes, uh, he contemplates life throughout Ecclesiastes, but especially in, in chapter 3. And he talks about the meaning of life. Is life worth living? The, the difficulty of aging and getting old. How many of you are realizing that? You know, the difficulty of getting old and aging, it ain't no fun, is it? And uh, I said something about that the other day, and, and they said, Russ, you don't have a clue what getting old's like. And this was somebody that was a couple years older than I am. I'm not going to call names, but I can only imagine what it's going to be like in 10, 20. Hopefully I live that long, right? 30 years from now. But he talked about the, he talks about the vanity of life. He talks about where hope is found and, and also the certainty of death because it is certain for all of us. And he goes on in, in detail about the timing of everything, that everything has a timing. There's a timing for, for everything under the sun. And it's all according to His plan. And as we're talking about or looking in, a, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, there's, there's two main words in reference to, to time. One is chronos, and the other one is kairos. Well, chronos is uh, a word used for clock time. 
like you see on the clock there. That would be a chronos time or a calendar time. Uh, it's where we get the word chronology for, from. Okay. The other one is keros, and it's the, the, the timing of an opportunity or the season of time. Um, when, when an appropriate action is taken. And, and Ecclesiastes chapter 3, that's, where, that's what we're talking about today. Most all of that is, is, referred, is referring to keros, a time of, of season, that there's a time for things to take place, an appointed time. You think about life, there's an ebb and flow in life, and that things go and come, good times and bad times, happy times and sad times. It's not good all the time, is it? Some might say that it ain't good at hardly at all any time. But God appoints everything good. God made everything good. Amen. Think about it. As we as we live life, I mean we can one moment we can be feeling good and hopeful. When the phone call or a situation arises, we can be filled with anger or bitterness. And later on in the day, we can feel hopeless and ashamed. And, and all the while, we're all still the same person in and through it all, even though we go from emotion to emotion, all the aspects of life, we're still the same person at the end of the day as we were at the beginning of the day. You know, we get caught up in the, in the busyness of life. We might say there's, there's always tomorrow. But is there? You see, we say that flippantly, don't we? Oh, we've got tomorrow. We can do it tomorrow. We'll schedule it tomorrow. But things happen, don't they? Accidents happen. Health happens. We all know of people that were fine one day and gone that night. We know people that were fine one day and then act incapacitated the next day. There's not always tomorrow. And so we have to take care of today and, and, and treasure the day that God has given us. It's been said that, that time is our most precious commodity that we have. We all have the same amount of time a day. We all have 24 hours in a day. We all have 1,440 minutes a day or 86,400 seconds a day. Man, that's a ton of time, isn't it? 86,000 many things, a bunch, isn't it? But when you break it down, 24 hours, man, it can come and go in a hurry, can't it? And, and, and so many times it, it flies away from us and it gets away from us before we ever realize that we've had it. We've got to treasure the days that we have. Because see, once it's gone, it's gone. There's no, there's no going back to yesterday. There's no going back to any way that we did Bible school last week and tweak a little something or do something a little bit different. There's no opportunity to go back to yesterday to all those people at the car show and do something different. It's gone. What's done is done. It's in the books. And it's history. And so the question becomes, how do we spend each moment that God gives us? 
You see, thankfully, you are here today in this moment to praise God, to worship God, to give our life and our heart over to God during this time of the day. You see, God has a plan for each and every one of us. Are we using our time for His glory? Think about, think back through last week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. How much of that time did we let slip away from giving God glory or bringing God glory through our time? How much of that time did we use on ourselves for our own agendas, for our own ego, for our own pride, for our own desires, for our own satisfaction? Instead of making sure that we gave our time for the glory of God. People say that, that time is money, and, and it is. We, with our jobs, we actually, we, we actually exchange our time for money, don't we? We go to work for an hour, we get paid a certain amount for that hour. We often try to protect our time, don't we? Sometimes we're selfish with our time, aren't we? Yet on the other hand, we, we want to appear busy because it, it makes us look important. Then we spend time trying to please other people or gain a, approval from other people. And then certainly there's time that we spend with God in order to get to know Him better. But we go from, from wanting time to trying to control time. In Lewis Mumford's book, uh, The Techniques of Civilization, he shows how beginning in the 14th century, uh, when the clock was, was invented, it made us into timekeepers. And then we transitioned into time savers and then time servers where we are today. And he went on to say, in doing so, we've lost our concept uh, for the reverence of the sun, our reverence for the seasons of time that we have, and the eternity that's set in our heart. With the invention of the clock, we, we stop using eternity to measure human events that take place. It's all measured against the time, against the clock in our world, not against God's world, not against God's timing. And so think about it, in a, in a world of minutes and seconds, we've got to remember that with God, we can do more in one minute than we can ever do in a lifetime without God. Amen? Let me, let me say that again. In a world of minutes and seconds, we have to remember that with God, we can do more in a minute with God than a lifetime without God. Ecclesiastes says there's, there's a time for, for everything and a season for every activity under the sun. And Solomon goes on and, and he indicates that everything must be done at the, at the right time and in the right way in order for it to be good. And he lays that out in, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. If you will, follow along with me in that passage. 
A time for everything. There is a time for everything. And a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to be born and a time to die right there. Those are the only two that God controls. Okay? The rest of them lays out for things that we are in control of. That we control ourselves. He says there's a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time of hate. A time for war and a time for peace. If you think about all of those different scenarios, God is the same. God is the same God in each of those scenarios. God is the same God in, 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 in every aspect and in all seasons of life. God is constant. God is still there. God is still God in the good times and God in the, is still God in the not so good times. He, God is still the God on the mountaintop and God in the valley. Amen? And so we're, whether we're praising God on the mountaintop or we're mourning in the valley, God is there. He is our, he is our helper, our comfort, our redeemer. He is our rock and our strength. Amen? God, He is God of everything. You know, there may not be enough, enough times to, to accomplish our agenda. How many of you got done with everything last week you wanted to get done? Me neither. <laughs> no hand went up. And, and so, you know... <laughs> There's never enough time to get our agenda done, the things that we want to get done. But we're reminded that, that there's always plenty of time to do God's will. There's always time to do God's will. Everything that God does has eternal significance to it. And when we submit to His will, we're participating with Him in His, in, 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 in His eternal plan. And he says in verse 12 and 13, he says, I know that there's nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. That each of them may eat and drink and, be, and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is a gift of God. You see, since the fall of man, God has purposed our work to be toilsome, to be really hard, to be, to be difficult. But even so, we can find joy in the work that God gives us to do. Do everything as if doing it unto the Lord. And you see, when we're doing everything for the glory of God, we'll be blessed. We'll find that, that, that peace. The fruit of our labor is a gift from God. And what a blessing it is. What a blessing it is when, when we're at peace and we're, when, when we're happy in our, in our work in our job, in our career. 
Mo and I were talking this week, and, and so many times, so many people don't have that luxury of finding that, that joy in their work, in the joy of their, of their career. And oh, what a blessing it is when, when you're able to have that and be a part of that. So it's up to us to help create that atmosphere wherever we are, whatever we're doing. We've got to be a part of God's work in bringing that about whatever situation that we're in. But we're blessed when we find that opportunity to, to work in peace like that. And then Solomon, he turns his attention to the to the evil and the injustices in the world. In verse 16, uh, 16 through 22, he says, And I saw something, un- something else under the sun. In the place of judgment, wickedness was there. In the place of justice, wickedness was there. And I thought in my heart, God will bring to judgment both the righteous and the wicked, For there will be a time for every activity, a time for every deed. I also thought, as for men, God tests them so that they may see that they are like the animals. Man's fate is like that of the animals. The same fate awaits them both. As one dies, so dies the other. And all have the same breath. Man has no advantage over the animals. Everything is meaningless. All go to the same place. All come from the dust and, go, and all return to the dust. Who knows if the spirit of man rises upward or if the spirit of the animal goes down into the earth. And so I saw there was nothing better for a man than to enjoy his work because that is his lot. For who can bring him to see what will happen after him? See, under the sun... In, in, in this life that we're living in, there's going to be injustice, there's going to be evil, there's going to be wickedness. And when people no longer fear God, they no longer are discouraged from, from their consequences of their actions. When there's no fear of eternal judgment, they will go about life as they want to, doing what they please, doing what they see is right or okay, in their own eyes. In verse 17 and 18, Solomon reminds us that that God will bring justice and judgment to everyone in His timing. How many times do we look around at the news or read the paper or, or hear of just outright injustice in this world and we're like, how can that be? How can that take place? God's Word says that it's going to happen here. It's going to take place in our world. But ultimately, God will bring justice. And God will bring judgment on on everyone. In verse 19 through 22, he he kind of goes back full circle. Because it's God's desire that, that we're all happy in our work. That we're all happy in the activities that we, that we pursue. But with the uncertainty of the future, think about this. With, we don't know what's happening next week, 
tomorrow, let alone even tonight. We don't know what's going to happen. And so we've got to be motivated to enjoy life, to enjoy this moment sitting in the presence of God. We've got to enjoy that today. And so we're reminded to experience and enjoy the present. Enjoy today. Every day, every moment is a gift. And to put everything, to, to put things off into, the, into a future time while, while spending today enslaved into making money is foolish. We hear it all the time, I'm working today so we can do tomorrow. There is some wisdom in there, but we can never let the joy of today be lost. We have to think, uh, think on the other hand, we want our lives to be a part of something bigger than we are, don't we? And so we have, you know, part of our Part of our working life goes to fulfilling that. And so it's important, it's a, it's a necessity that we keep things in the right perspective. We need to keep our priorities in order. Number one is God. Number two is family. And number three is everything else. God, family, and others. Timing is everything. When do we take care of ourselves? When do we take care of others? Well, just so happens Solomon addresses that in verse 6. In, in, in the NIV, it says, There's a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away. The New King James Version says, There's a time to gain or a time to seek. And what that's talking about is, there's a time for us to, to pursue our own interest, to pursue our goals. Also it says, and there's a time to lose or a time to give up. There's a time to give ourselves up, to give ourselves over to the pursuit of goodness of somebody else. The bigger good that's, that's out there. But whatever it is, if we're working for the goodness of others or for the goodness of, our, of ourselves, we have to be in God's will, following God's plan for our life. That pursuit for ourselves, is that are we pursuing our own agenda or what God has planned out for us? Consider these sobering words of Pascal. He says, we, need, we, we never keep the present. We recall the past. We anticipate the future as if we found it too slow. In slow and coming, we're trying to hurry it up. Or we recall the past as if to say it's, it's too rapid flight. The fact is that the present usually hurts. We thrust it out of sight because it distresses us. And if we find it enjoyable, we're sorry to see it slip away. Let us each examine his thoughts. He will find them wholly concerned with the past or the future. We almost never think of the present. And if we do think of it, it's only to see what light it throws on our plans for the future. The present is never our end. Thus, we never actually live, but hope to live. And since we're always planning on how to be happy, it's inevitable that we should never be so. 
I know when Caroline was little, she used to, she wanted to grow up. She wanted to, bless her heart, she wanted to grow tall too, but that never happened. But she wanted to grow up. She, you know, she couldn't wait. I can't wait till I'm four. I can't wait till I'm seven. I can't wait till I'm in the first grade. I can't wait till I'm in middle school. I can't wait to play volleyball. On and on. I find it interesting. And probably we would all say the same. Today she says, I wish I could be a little girl again. What about you? Do you like to be a little boy again? A little girl again? The funness of life, carefree, no problems, no worries. Remember back in the good old days? Think about this. Today will be one of those good old days. Someday. To somebody. Eleanor Roosevelt said, Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. It's impossible to achieve everything that God wants us to do. It's impossible to to do God's will and, and our will at the same time. We have to put God's will first. God, God wants us to use our time, our jobs, our, our families, and our home for, for His redemptive purposes. Will there be injustices in this world? Sure. Will there be evil in the world? Absolutely. But there's a time for everything and there will be a, a time for God to bring judgment and to resolve the problems of injustice according to His time. When we think of that last segment of verses 18 through, through 20, it seems not to fit in the, in the context of what Solomon's talking about there, but when we live our life without God, we might conclude that there is no difference between us and animals at the end of life. In verse 18, he says, I also said to myself, as for humans, God tests them so that they may see that they are like animals. Surely the fate of human beings is like that of animals. The, the, the same fate awaits them both. As one dies, so dies the other. All have the same breath. Humans have no advantage over animals. Everything is meaningless. All go to the same place. All come from dust. And to dust, all return. You see, there's a time when we will all die. Everybody. There's no exception to the rule of death. There is a 100% chance that you're going to die. Unless the Lord comes back. And that, that's very possible. Because we're living in those days, I believe. 
But there's no exception to that rule. And, and so whatever season in your, in your life you're going through, make sure that Jesus is in the center of it. Every moment of life and health is a gift from God. You know, only God knows how long we have on this earth. Only God knows when that last tick will beat. When that last breath is drawn. Only God knows when we will leave this earth. And so enjoy every moment. And don't forget that indeed life is short. But remember folks, that we are accountable to God for every second He gives us. And so we're to seek Him, we're to find Him, we're to follow Him, we're to love Him and worship Him with all of our heart, all of, the t- all of our time, every moment of the day. Verse 20 says, We all go to the same place, we all come from dust, and all to dust we return. And many will say that. Many will say that there's nothing after death. There, 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 there's no afterlife. That you just cease to exist to live. Well, God's Holy Word says differently. God's Word says that there is a heaven and it's real and there's a hell and it's real. And, and, and we're going to spend our eternity, we're going to spend life in one of the, eternal life in one of those two places. In hell away from God or in the presence of God for all of eternity. And we make that decision before that last moment on this earth takes place. You see, once that final breath is drawn, there's no going back. Remember we said earlier there's no going back to yesterday? When you find yourself laying in the coffin, there's no chance of going back and saying, I want Jesus now. It's too late. And so that's why it's important that we we make those decisions today. Because every person will give an account for their life. You and you alone will stand before God in judgment. You're not going to say, honey, come with me. Mama, come with me. Daddy, come with me. Hey, help me. It's just you and God, me and God. You see, if we're a believer, our shortcomings, our failings, our our iniquities will be washed away by the blood of Jesus when we stand before God. But if we're not, if we don't belong to Jesus, then we will stand before God before God and we will pay our own price for our sinfulness for our inequities for our failings and we will spend eternity in hell separated from God when we stand before God we have Jesus and God sees His righteousness not our sinfulness He paid the penalty for our sinfulness again if you don't belong to Christ you will pay that penalty forever and ever. And so the question today is, do you have Jesus? Do you have Jesus in your heart? Have you trusted in His grace, in His love, in His forgiveness? Is He your Savior and your Lord? If you were to die today, tonight, tomorrow, where would you spend eternity? 
Is Jesus filling your heart? Is Jesus, the blood of Jesus covering your sinfulness? Or are you chancing it on your own that you'll stand before God one day? You see, in that moment, Jesus will say, Away from me, for I never knew you, and be cast into eternal damnation. God would wish no one to perish. He gave His Son Jesus, who lived the perfect life, who died the ter- horrendous death for us. And God raised Him from the dead on the third day so that we could have the hope of eternal life too. And the Bible says if we believe that in our heart, if we confess that with our mouth, that we'll be saved. Would you pray for your, confession, for, for your sinfulness today? Would you pray to receive Jesus into your heart, to be your Lord and your Savior? Maybe you've already done that. Maybe, maybe today there's, there's things in your life that you know isn't right. You know, the timing is off with you and God right now. God's saying, come to me and let's make it right. Whatever it is that God has spoken to you today, I pray that you would answer Him, that you would respond to Him in a way that that pleases Him and no one else. For He is the one looking into our hearts. Let's pray. Almighty God, we bow before Your throne this morning, God, acknowledging our sinfulness, acknowledging, God, that we are a sinful people. Evil in our hearts exists. And, And Father, we pray and we thank You, God, for the forgiveness that comes through the blood of Jesus. God, there may be somebody here today who who needs to trust in you for the very first time. Or maybe there's somebody here that just needs to get their life right again. They know that they've fallen away, that they've slipped out of relationship with you. Timing is everything, and the timing is now for those scenarios to take place. Lord, you tell us that today is the day of salvation. And God, today, today, God, we surrender to you. Hear our prayer, O Lord, and have your way with our hearts. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.